Hey, I'm Mike. Hey, I'm Ethan. And I watched the first half of I Lost My Body. I watched the second half of I Lost My Body. And this is is the the other half. It's Netflix Month! Body, what's lost to me? <laughs> the body's gonna talk to me. <laughs> I'm a little headed a jog. <laughs> uh, well, Ethan, this is what happens when we watch a good movie. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. I knew you'd like this movie. Yeah, I liked it. I was like, it's got oh, animation. It's got animation. It's slow. It's French. It's French. <laughs> it's obscure. It's, I love it. It's, it's about animated at like two frames a second. Yep. It's, I think it's more than that, but. It, it's it's, like a, it's it's on twos, yeah. Wow, really? Well, two frames a second? No, no, two frames. No, well, I guess what is it? Not two frames a second, but it's like two frames. Is it, it's not a second? It's no, twenty four frames a second is one frame. So it's half. So it's twelve. So it's, half, so it's twelve. Got yes. it. So math, go. math. Uh, but so I found the look of this movie very interesting. Yeah. So do you know how they did it? No, I don't know how they did it. It's very interesting. Okay. So they CG animated everything. This is CG animated, and then they drew drove uh, drew, uh, drew over it to make it two D. Like yeah, you know what's animated. weird is it looked kind of like a rotoscope in a weird it way. Is. It's rotoscope of a three D animated film. Weird. Is that interesting? That's a weird. Why? Also, I, why did they do such a low frame rate? If it, I don't know. because they wanted it to look like two D hand drawn animation. I guess it's kind of like Spider-Verse. Kind of like Spider-Verse. Did. Yeah. I think, I think people realize that there's a charm to like hand-drawn 2D animation that you just don't get in 3D animation unless you try really hard. <laughs> and to like make cheat it. it. Yeah. Like it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think they did it for a couple of reasons. One, I think it's cute to have a movie that looks hand-drawn and stars a hand. Nah. And that two, is cute. I think that it's just hard to draw hands. Like drawing hands is like notably difficult and drawing hands in like three dimensions is very difficult so i bet they were probably just like let's just 3d animate everything get all yeah if you got a 3d done. model it's like that's we half already, the work done right and then you don't have to worry about it looking weird in three-dimensional space and then you can just draw the texture and stuff such over that's it a smart idea 2d because at first i was like wow this is a cool 2d animated movie clearly like sub effects were done over it but then later on when you see like the full human characters their heads are moving in such a way that make it look that it was th- three-dimensionally animated and I was right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I would have never got that, honestly. Like, yeah. told me. I mean, I didn't see the same parts you did, obviously. Yeah. But, like, from my half, like, I was like, oh, there's a couple parts that are 3D, but I just figured that's budget. You know what they like, do. Lots of places do that. They just put in three-dimensional yeah. animation because it's, you know. Or a background or whatever. Right. Yeah. So, the movie is good. I liked it. Yeah. It's animated. And it's got a bit of a puzzle to it. It's about his hand. Yeah, I don't know how this starts because I felt like I got everything I needed in the second half. Really? Like I pretty much understood the whole movie. Really? I feel like I don't know what happened in the beginning, but I understand you, the message. Let's want to flip the script. Tell me how the movie ends and see what you got, and then I'll fill it all. The no, 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 no. I want you to tell me first because I want to go. Oh, okay. And then okay. I want to see what you think the ending happens because I'm curious if you know. I don't it. know. I don't let's know. See. I want to see what you guess. I'm very curious. So the movie. It's like two stories happening simultaneously. We've got a hand, which yep. is di- disembodied hand walking around, um, like a thing. Yes, or, or from Adam. From Adam's no, family. thing. That's not thing. That's um. It's cousin it. No thing. No, is you're the right. Hand. Thing. Cousin it is the long haired hairy dude. So we got that going, and then we also have the story of uh, Naufel. Yes. Uh, who's the main character? Who I believe the hand is connected to. 
It looks like his hand. Same skin tone. And he also has like a little freckle in between his fingers, which uh-huh. I believe he does as well. Um, so we sort of follow the hand trying to get back to him. And as that happens, we also see a bit of his life. So we see that um, uh, Naufel, is that how you say his name? I think so. Uh, he had a mother and father. And his mother was a uh, like a musician, played the cello, mm-hmm. and he could play the piano. And then he also wanted to be an astronaut. Um, and then one day, his parents are killed in an awful car accident. Yeah, you can't have an animated movie with live parents. With live like, parents. You can't. It's just impossible. It's a rule. It's one of the rules of animation. It's one of the rules of animation. Anticipation, uh, appeal, uh, sw- squatch and stretch, no parents. <laughs> yeah. Well, you have to do a dice roll, see if one parent is alive. Or both. Or both. Not, if there's no option for It's a 50-50 chance. No. There's no, like, If they're both, both alive at some point in the movie, then it's a bad animated then movie. Then it's a bad animated movie. And it's like, like uh, uh, Spider-Verse, bad animated movie. Oh, yeah. Both parents in that. Both parents. Bad par- movie. It's just a it's fat the law. Look. It's the rule. I, I might have enjoyed watching it, but it's subjectively a bad movie. You know what <laughs> look I mean? At the rules. We're just we're going to apply mathematical rules to creative endeavors. Facts and facts. You know? <laughs> facts don't care about your feelings. Facts don't care about your feelings and or what you, you feel inside something... when you like it. You're like, that's false because they're two parents. Right, exactly. So I'm glad we've we've dealt with that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Walt Disney said kill them both when he saw a picture of Mickey. He's like, Mickey's parents. Yeah, Mickey? No parents. No parents. Where's I've Mickey's never parents? saw Mickey's parents. What a what about I've never uh, seen Donald? You've seen Donald's parents? Never. No. Goofy clocked on out of there. No wife. But Goofy did have a son. Yeah, that's okay. Right. But because okay. he was a parent, you can continue but he was a single it. parent. Yeah, you can continue it. Yes, yeah, sure. He didn't have a mom. That's right. Remember, uh, Max didn't have a mom. Max didn't have a mom. So there you go. Uh, so we got that story. His parents die. It's very sad. Uh, and then he's adopted, and I think he lives in France. And I thought you were going to say Florida for a he second. He lives in Florida. I'm like, oh, mis- miserable. <laughs> That's the worst, right? Yeah, he isn't, he's not missing a hand. He's missing a lung. From <laughs> uh, this whole time, he has a hand. We, we never see it without yeah, his hand. It's true. Although the movie does open with him all beaten up and uh, blood all over the place. But we don't know what happened, why he got beaten up. Um, we learn a bit about his adoptive family. He's got a father that doesn't like him and an adopted brother who's this awful, like, womanizing piece of shit. What's his name? I don't know what his brother's name is. Is it Ralph? I think so. Okay, cool. Um, and for a living, uh, he delivers pizza, but he doesn't deliver it very well. He's not good at delivering pizza. Wow, he's just like Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, exactly, actually, yeah. He appears at one point, pizza time! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then at one point, he's, he's flying around, and then some guy's like, so he stole that guy's pizza. <laughs> Yeah, at one point, he's also like, you know, I had to punch an old lady for this. <laughs> I love those movies. Yeah. Uh, so uh, he is bad at it. He puts Erie, he puts earnings in a can because his dad, like, he basically, all the money that he makes from pizza, he just puts back into the family. No, nothing is his own, essentially. Like in his adopted family? Yeah, in his adopted okay. family. Um, and he, uh, he arrives 40 minutes late for a pizza delivery because he almost got hit. No, he did get hit by a car. Oh. So, well, he's fine, but he, like, clearly he's busted up. But How also, are the pizzas? Are they okay? They are also horribly busted up. Oh, no. And so he arrives to deliver the pizzas to this one uh, woman who we later learn is named uh, Gabrielle. Okay. And he's about to deliver her the pizzas, uh, but she's very upset because he's, like, 40 minutes late. 
and uh, the beeper doesn't seem to be working, like the intercom, like he can't like get the door open. So he only like, speaks to her through the intercom. And then she's, he's like, I'm sorry, but you're going to probably want to order another pizza. The pizza that I got you is not good. It's like horribly broken. And it, it, you know, me and me and the pizza both got like really damaged. And she's like, oh no, I hope it's nothing too serious. And he's like, no, it's just like there's cheese all over the place. And she's like, no, what about you? Like, are you okay? And then he's like, oh, no, I mean, I'm fine. Thanks for asking. So it's clearly like the first kind thing he's heard. The first time someone cared about his self-worth besides his parent or Who his are step-parent. Dead. Well, either dead or his step-parent that is just like, doesn't oh, you care. need to put money into you, the thing. That's all right. I That's all he cares about. Yeah. Uh, and then the woman's really nice to him. They have like this super nice little conversation over the intercom. They make a connection. She says that she feels like she lives in an igloo. She lives on the 35th floor of this oh. building. Uh, yeah, I, I, I pointed the igloo out because I'm assuming that's going to come back into play. Definitely not. Son of a bitch. No way. Uh, so then he leaves because the rain has stopped. And then he finds her in the phone book. And he's about to, he's like, he's trying to like surprise her and like find a conversation with her. But he always just keeps missing her. And finally, he almost tracks her down. And we're introduced to Gigi, who is her grandfather, who runs some kind of like a carpentry studio. I thought that was his uncle or her uncle. Or her uncle, maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, probably, it's her uncle. Right. I don't know who he is. I just know that they're related. Yes. Uh, and so he makes up a lie because he doesn't want to be like, I was fucking following you. He's like, I'm here to be your apprentice. And at first, Gigi's not cool about it. But then eventually, he mentions that his parents died and he's got nothing else in his life, basically. <laughs> and also, I fucked up on a car accident and lost all these pizzas. Yeah, exactly. Don't worry about that, though. Don't worry about that. And so Gigi's like, oh, gee, I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah, you could, you could become my apprentice. And so he, he, even though he doesn't know anything about carpentry or any of that stuff, he becomes Gigi's apprentice. And, but Gabrielle is not happy about this. In fact, uh, the last thing I see in my half of the movie is Gabrielle chastising her uncle, Gigi, is like, why are you bringing this guy on? Um, and uh, she's like, you shouldn't be working. Like, you, you should, because he's, like, got a bad cough, and he seems, like, always oh, out of, old. He's old. Sick. I think he's dying. He's got some kind of medicine thing <laughs> going on. He's not doing well. No. Gigi is going to be just as bad as that movie. <laughs> he's G- going to be in just as bad shape. Geely? Yeah, that movie. <laughs> I honestly thought it was called Gigi the whole there time. There is a movie called Gigi, is it but it's a good bad? movie. Oh, it is? Yeah, there's Geely, which uh, is the Ben Affleck, uh, J-Lo oh, film. man. Probably as a kid when that came out, I couldn't read it, and I was like, Gigi, you bad movie. <laughs> we should watch that movie. It's very bad. Yeah, it looks yeah. like a lot of fun. Yeah. Have you seen it? I've seen bits of it. Yeah, I've only seen bits of it, too. Yeah, well, yeah. maybe we'll watch it for one of the, these days for the podcast. Yeah. We got to... We gotta, uh, even out all the good movies we've been watching. Yeah, we, we've been on too good of a streak. Yeah, I've been feeling exactly. too good about the podcast. We're like, whoa, this is easy to wow, watch. I feel like I'm actually learning things and watching yeah. movies. This is amazing. Wow, I'm having an emotional connection every time I watch a movie instead I of just like hate. <laughs> uh, so Gabrielle then says uh, to Nafel that he thinks that this job is not for him, which is funny because earlier when she was talking to him about the pizza gig, she's like, I don't think, I think you should get another job. And even though she doesn't know that it's the same I was person say, she's talking to, she doesn't know. So that's one half of the story. It's interesting. It's otherwise how it's other how other people perceive you when they see you. Possibly. Or maybe they get too close or oh. I don't know. I don't know. So the other half of the story is the hand. Yeah. The hand is so cute. I love this hand. He's walking around. It's He's just, walking around his little figures. I want to know how Okay. Yeah. My question about this and thing. How do they keep the like the butt up, you know? Cuz like you got the hand. That's true. And the Finger butt, strength. 
You get that finger strength. You gotta have a good thumb. Yeah, right? you gotta, so you gotta, have gotta a good do those thumb. thumb crunches. And then the rest of your fingers are yeah. like the rest of it. And the rest of the fingers are kind of like stabilizers. But I feel like it's because it's not like just the, a hand. It's also like a bit like of the a, wrist. It's a bit of the wrist. Yeah, which is heavy. Which is weird too, because mm-hmm. like I don't know if you need that whole wrist. But like, did they are heavy. I feel like it's a lot of weight back there. And yeah, just like I'm not gonna hold that. Maybe up. you can control it. Maybe it's like a, an appendage, like a tail. Oh, like you can like raise it up a little yeah. bit, kind of like a scorpion. Like tail. if somebody gave the hand food, it would wag its like wrist. Oh, like it's so joy. gross sounding. I know. Also, how does his hand see? I don't know. It uh, hears too. Yeah, it hears. It's got all the senses. I don't know any of the rules of the hand. The hand is just. But I'm fine with that. The hand is just a metaphor. It doesn't matter. Okay. I don't know how the hand got detached from him. But I loved this whole scene. I was sold the first five minutes of the movie because we see the hand breaking out of the fridge and it's like crawling around. This scene was so well done. Like I, I was so upset with how well it was done. So <laughs> it was so good. It pissed me it off. It really did because you're just like, wow, this movie, this scene in animation understands like setup and payoff. It understands like tense, like how to like build intensity in a scene. Yeah. Like it got everything right. And most movies that aren't animated don't, doesn't know like it understands like how to get geography under like, this is basic stuff that like, Fast and the Furious fucks up, and this movie gets okay. Perfectly. Don't bring Mr. Diesel into this, okay? Don't bring the family into this. All this right, is your finger right, movie. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Your hand movie. My hand movie. Yeah. Uh, I give this movie two thumbs up. But there's only one hand. That's only one hand. It should so be one, one thumb, thumb up and four. Is that fingers. bad? Is one thumb up worse? Like, is that fifty? It's a 50% rating, yeah. That's bad, right? Because, I mean, the old thing was Siskel and Ebert, right? right? And one of them would be like, I like this movie, and then the other one would be like, I don't like this movie. So, wait, okay. I'm going to get off the subject of this okay, movie for a fine. second. Okay. So, with the Siskel and Ebert thing, right, they do the two thumbs. Yes. When the review came out for the film, would it be like, calculate all four thumbs? Or was is that how it would work? No, no, no. The two thumbs was their combination. Oh, one thumb from him, another thumb yes. from him. Yes. Okay. So it was like so. If, two thumbs up meant both of them. Both liked of them it. liked it. If it was a thumb up and thumb down, it's like this is a mixed review. Like some, you might like it, both you might not like downs, it. Both thumb downs. Do not don't, watch. Don't watch it. Yeah, which is a very that's, simple. It's a beautiful way of reviewing. That's clever. Things. Yeah, it's very simple, eloquent, and to the point. Like you know, like this is maybe not good. And or, it, because it's two very different people's exactly. opinions. Exactly. Yeah. It was very smart and very simple way of doing it. What a cool idea. Yeah. That's why it's iconic now. Two I thumbs up. Because so. like it's iconic, but I thought it was both. Thumbs on one person. <laughs> I thought it wasn't one. No, because the, the other thing is, is afterwards, like movies afterwards, they would have people be like, "I give this two thumbs up," and it'd yeah. be one person saying it. But right. it originally was two people. I used I to watch see. that show a lot as a kid. For some I don't reason. think I ever watched. It. Really, me and no. my mom and dad will always sit and watch that for Who some reason. Who was your reason. favorite, Siskel or Ebert? I always like Siskel. <laughs> he was always he was a little more edgy. Like Ebert yeah. was kind of like he I, was a big family film guy. Ebert, like yeah, feel good family film. He was a feel good. He was a little he's a little cheesy. Siskel was all about if it made you feel bad, he was in on it. Yeah, yeah. that's what I liked about yeah, him. Yeah. Even as a kid, I was yeah. like, all right, if they're both in, because he was balding. I feel like balding men <laughs> instantly they're just like you're everything like, sucks. It's just not fair. Just yeah. when you're sitting across from your See? your peer and you're like, look at that man, look at that full, full head of hair over there. Although. He did have mouth cancer. <laughs> so I feel like... Siskel never saw that. Siskel died before all Oh, that. he did? I yeah. Thought, oh, yeah, you're right. He did die way earlier. And they yeah. got a new With, guy I, in. I think from cancer, too. Oh, shit. Yeah. Man, no wonder he was so angry. <laughs> yeah. Being angry cuts your lifespan down. There you go. But yeah. I remember everyone thought Ebert hated Siskel and vice versa. But I think that when Siskel died, Ebert was like, he's the greatest man I ever yeah, knew. I know. It's just because people Television. at the time, people never... This is before podcasts. Right, exactly. People never understood differing opinions before. <laughs> and like, if you have a differing opinion, we must hate each other, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, no, they're just disgusting. If you 
you listen to all of our Fast and Furious episodes, you would probably get that from this podcast. I'm pretty sure I said some mean things to you, but you know what? You're a great friend. You're a good guy. Yeah, you're a good guy. I like you professionally, but we're done. We're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Professionally? Professionally, we're still okay, but we're done personally. After this, you leave my room and you never come back. Yeah, you are the uh, you are the uh, 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 Christian Bale of this. Yeah. yeah, and I'm the lighting guy. Uh, <laughs> are you more of a Siskel or an Ebert? I think you're a Siskel. I guess I am. I think I'm an Ebert. I always thought I, kinda... I was more of an Ebert guy, but I think I am more of a Siskel. Ebert is a little more family-friendly, like yeah. you said. And I'm always like, well, that gets me in that emotional thing. Because there's many times I've seen an Ebert review where he's like... He likes it. It's like the worst movie ever Yeah, and he's just like, yeah. but there's something about it that's really charming yeah. or something weird. And I get that, because I get that on certain movies, too. Yeah. You know what I want to do? I, I think wanna... he said that about The Mummy, actually. I think he did. I don't think he liked The Mummy. He said it was... No, he said he liked... He said oh. it was not a good movie by any stretch, but he, but he enjoyed, enjoyed it. it regardless. Well, that's and I'm true. like. Yeah, that's a good. That's, that's very a great fair. review. That's a fair review. Yeah. He had a way with words, Ebert. You don't yeah. see a lot of reviewers anywhere who like could put a sense, like a whole like thought together. Yeah, well, right now, as you can hear, I can't do it. But like, <laughs> he really could string a sense together and like paint a little picture about this movie he just saw. Yeah, you know. Um, I would love to go back and rewatch the movies he w- thought was good because back in the day, he, I don't think enough people realize how bad movies were back in like the nineties and oh, late eighties yeah. well, and the early two thousands. Because there was that, oh, there was a list I think he had. It was a book. I remember seeing it multiple times in the used bookstore. Oh yeah, um, there, what thousand movies to watch before you? Yeah, die thousand like movies to watch before you die, and it had like a star rating next to it. I think. Mm. And I don't think that was Ebert. That was another guy. But no, yes, that book it exists. was something he wrote a version of that. I okay. think okay. where it was very similar. Oh, yeah, that'd be interesting to check out. But it's also like, because they're bad. You know, they're bad. Like, there's all these movies back in the day that you that won all these awards, and like, they're not even good movies. They were just good by in comparison. Yeah, I mean, I mean, know? nowadays you get Green Books, so it's like no, that's things, true. Things get awards all the time that don't deserve it. Because, no, that's true. I mean, but thing- what I love about it is these are movies that are forgotten to time. Like these were movies that meant something to people, and. And, and culturally, we forgot yeah. them. You know, I'll say about um, critic awards is mm. that's the ones I usually listen to, mostly because they're the ones who are like in tune and do it because they're out of passion. Yeah, that's and true. one of the one of my favorite resources for like looking up movies is um, I know this is controversial, and most of you are going to get angry at me. Rotten Tomatoes. No, <laughs> but if you go to Metacritic, they do a thing at the end of the year where they compile all the best of lists mm. that critics put together of like here's the bet my favorite films of the year and then they put assign rankings to each of them Ooh. and then they rank like here's the ones that critics put like high on their list like maybe they didn't put it as number one but they put it as like number five like everyone had and it on a their lot list. of they were all on the list yeah and it's one. a good way to see like an aggregated cool. list of like these are all the films that critics thought were really good or important to this year and I'm well like, if green book were on any of those nope they're absolutely not of course so i was not. like this is an okay this is an okay <laughs> way of doing it i think that's the way you should like look at movies in the past yeah especially how they're impactful in at the time the future but some of these may not age well i wonder if this one will yeah because this movie was reviewed pretty positively critically yeah but i don't think anybody watched it because it's animated it was animated and weird there's another one i got this mixed up with another rotoscope movie that's on amazon oh Um, it's not a movie it's a tv show tv show called like un like it's i can't remember what it's called i I watched like two episodes it was really good but very sad yeah it sounded really depressing Uh, undone i think is what it's called yeah Yeah. it's really good it's really really good uh but anyway back to this back to this movie so what i was saying about the opening of this movie yes or back here. No, I'm I, I know. All this time, we went all the way back to the beginning of the movie. Anyway. Well, I, I just told this guy's story. Know, now I'm following the hand. So, hand bursts out of the, the freezer. It's in a bag. And he falls, the, the hand in the bag falls out of the refrigerator and sees, like, a broken glass. And he opens the bag by, like, 
ripping the glass open with the gla- like a bag open with the glass, and then this eyeball rolls out. Yeah, rolls over to the door, and the hand like gets up and walks over to the door and like looks out and sees that there are people out there, so he can't get out the door. So then he looks over and he sees the skeleton next to all of these uh, lockers. So he climbs up the skeleton, but then the door opens and the eye just like rolls out and over by to where like this window is uh, by the, the end of the lockers. And this guy's in there and he's like, what the fuck's going on in here? And he's like cleaning up and the hand, like just barely, narrowly escapes. Oh no. And then like, he's, he's like the hands like on the edge of the, the ledge of like a locker door almost out the window. And then the guy hears the locker door open. He looks over and he's about to investigate what the hand is. And I, even I was like, oh, my God, this is so scary. But then the guy st- like steps on the eyeball. And he's like, oh, God, that's so gross. And just in that split second, the hand can escape. And it's just – and we see in the corner of the frame the hand just outside of the window. And everything was so well set up. The that's eyeball, the, the geography. There are multiple moments in this movie where there's a lot of tension. And it kind of comes out of nowhere. Mm. It's not built up throughout the movie because a lot of times movies take their long, sweet time to, to get to a point of – a lot of tension mm. but then like it takes a long time to do that right but right. this movie pulls it out of nowhere yeah, yeah it pulls yeah. it out of kind of like this movie's you know the stakes beforehand and you're not tense about them but now knowing them in this particular situation it's scary like, oh, shit. shit's yeah. gonna go real yeah. yeah so the hand it's constantly like <laughs> this is the other thing that's a little funny the hand kept getting knocked out like it would fall and then we get yes. knocked out or it'd fall into something else and get knocked out or sit in the water and like knock itself out and i'm just like it doesn't have like a brain like what is happening <laughs> well it also can't smell see or, or see that it stuff. should just be bumping into a wall constantly yeah exactly so it almost gets eaten by mice it almost gets crushed by a garbage compactor uh, you know, it, it gets picked up by this dog, and then the, I'm like, "Oh my god, the guy's gonna notice because it's in the dog's mouth." But the guy's like blind; it's a seeing eye dog, so oh, that's fine. That's cute. And then the hand at one point sits at like the end of a. It's about to escape, but then the blind man's a, a pianist, so the hand just sort of like sits there listening to the piano music, and it remembers the childhood. Oh shit! And that's remembers, cool. yeah, it remembers like wanting to be a pianist and wanting to be an astronaut. So if, by the way, if at any point later in the movie you see the main character in a tux and in an astronaut suit. This is why, because he always wanted to be one of these things. Mm. Um, and then, and then the guy like reaches out to get a little glass of orange juice, which again was established in, uh, in advance. He grabs the hand accidentally, thinks it's a rat and he like sticks the dog on it. The hand narrowly escapes and j- falls into a, a, a tub uh, of uh, like a bathtub where there's like a baby and there's a mom with a baby and that's the end of the ha- hand portion of the movie. Hmm. So Interesting. There, there you are. I don't know any of the play. I don't know where the hand's going. I don't know. I mean, I, I assume it's trying to find its body again, right. but I don't know how he lost. Oh, that's the name of the movie. I lost my body. Right. So I'm going to say this a little bit differently. I'm going to go through it with the hand. But the person and the hand kind of intertwined as the movie showed up just because they come together at an interesting point. Okay. Um, so Nafel is working with Wood. He gets a splinter. He got Gabrielle. She's like, I work at a library. I'm going to fix your finger and takes the splinters out. Um, he knows she works at the library because he was like stalking her. Oh, he already knows that. Well, she admits it now. So now he can go there. Right. There we go. So, um, which is weird. He's kind of got a weird thing where he's very obsessed with her because she was the first person to show him any kindness. Yes. And he, but he also, 
like he's creepy, but also he's creepy, but he also is smart about being creepy as to not come off as being creepy. Being creepy, yeah. Which I think is a huge boon for people <laughs> that have crushes on people because I feel yeah. like most guys in movies are painted as like real big creeps mm. when they get a crush on someone and they're just like, I'm going to follow you to the ends of the earth. How'd you know I'm here? It's okay. It's cute because you're hot. Like the girl from uh, A Whisker Away. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think this is a very like French film thing where like a guy's a nerd so he can get away with being a bit of a weirdo he's a weirdo but he's also again he doesn't do anything overtly creepy he just says things that's like oh I'm interested in you so I'm gonna like try to bump into you randomly right not be like hey what's up you wanna come over (laughs) I deliver pizza (laughs) Um, so there's a scene where NFL uh, goes on a roof and looks out and then it cuts to the hand that is underwater no it's walking around and it goes to a baby that's crying there and it go. puts a pacifier in its mouth and oh. the baby like holds its finger as for comfort and i'm like this is oh. very sweet i don't know why but it's very cute <laughs> isn't the animation like so good it's like, so good it's so subtle like the little bits like the fingers like touching the like the, the ground mm-hmm. i don't know it's man. a very well animated hand very well and like it, it has like real like like character to it yeah like i feel like he could just get up and dance at any time (laughs) it's just like a real person yeah uh so he checks out some so he goes to the library starts checking out some books uh about the north pole igloos igloos there you go which i understand i kind (laughs) of was like okay whatever but she keeps saying this thing where she's like look how nothing it is look how it's like she's looking at pictures she's like there's bears oh they're cute and he's like you like bears like who doesn't like bears everyone likes bears (laughs) and she sees a picture of just some people and just nothing mm. she's like that's just nothing there's nothing there we'll never get there like i'd love to go but there's no way they do and, live in like a big city yeah and so. he's like I'm, I'm why can't why can't you go it's like i'm gonna go and uh so what he does is he starts seeing him make this round contraption thing out of wood on top of the apartment building i guess they live at mm. or maybe where the the I shop think that's is. where the shop is yeah. okay that's where he lives he oh yeah sorry he moved out of his adopted parents place ah and now is because he's an apprentice he lives with Gigi now i feel like it's a real extreme apprenticeship i mean you, you live listen we eat drink and we make wood together he offered and i'm sure this guy wanted to take it because honestly yeah, fair. the people he lived with were fucking assholes um so anyway, he comes back with the books. He's a little late, mm. and he has a little bear keychain he made out of wood. It's like, oh, you like it because everyone likes bears, right? And she's like, oh, okay. She seems kind of like whatever about it. Mm. Uh, but she's like, well, here's a gift for me. It's this a book, my favorite book, called The World According to Garp. I don't know if that came into play at all or anything mm. later. No, nope, I, I, did, I didn't is. look up what The World According to Garp is. If I'm you want to look it up. that up while I'm doing this. If it's a real book at all, or it might be something. I'm assuming it is. Uh, we'll go back to the hand. Um, and it's a weird, this is the weird scene because there's a hand. World According to Garp is a movie. Oh. Huh. I think it probably is based on a book. Probably based on a it's book. It's a comedy drama movie. A nurse during World War II, Jenny Fields, played by Glenn Close, conceives with a dying pilot and bears a boy named Garp, played by Robin Williams, who she raises alone. When Garp grows up, he has some success writing fiction, but not nearly so much as his mother has with feminist-themed nonfiction. Rich and famous, he she starts a center of troubled women while Garp marries and has children. This is a boring movie. Snooze. <laughs> I get that two thumbs down. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's good. Who knows? I don't know. It sounds But boring. it is a real book. Okay. Yeah. Um, Fourth novel about a man born out of wedlock to a feminist leader who grows up to be a writer. Written in 1978. Oof. Sounds like... A snooze yeah. fest. Sorry. 
Yawn. Ooh, boo, no wonder we haven't heard of it. <laughs> this is one of those bad movies that people were like, this is great, probably. I don't know. I'm going to look it up. Okay. It did. It won. It was nominated for Best Supporting Role and Best Actress in Supporting Role at the 55th Academy Awards, but didn't. That's like nothing. Yeah. I don't get that. I can, can, I can make that. a film and get that. Yeah. Just... Roger Ebert gave the film three out of four stars, by which he said it was entertaining but unmoved. How many thumbs is that? <laughs> I assume that's a thumbs up. That's probably a thumbs up. That's Three a thumbs out of four. Up. He yeah. said it was uh, well written, uh, cr- uh, yet cruel, annoying, and smug. <laughs> I thought the acting was wow. unconventional and absorbing. Uh, I thought the visualization of the events by director George Roy Hill was fresh and consistently interesting. But the movie was over. My immediate response was not at all what it should have been. All I could think was, "What the hell was that about?" <laughs> Man, you're right. He has a way with words. <laughs> what the hell go. is that about? <laughs> okay. Anyway. All right. So we cut back to the hand, and it's like crawling across rooftops and stuff, and sees a bird person, like a person with a bird head. What the fuck? Yeah, I was wondering if it was like a surreal dream. He killed a bird earlier, the hand, accidentally. Oh, weird. So it has a head, and it's tagging like walls and stuff, so he's like hiding from it. It's That's really weird. weird. Anyway, cut to um, um, Nafil's going to... His place of work, and looks like Ralph found it. He's hanging out there and checking it out. And trying I to, hate him. Trying to bug Nafel and be like, ooh, who's this lady, huh? huh? And he's just like, I'm, hey, I'm having a party night. You guys going? And they're like, yeah, I guess we'll go. Or he says he'll go anyway. Mm. Um, so then he shows Gabrielle his contraption, which turns out it's a giant wooden igloo he's been building out of wood. There you go. Um, that must weird her out. A little bit, but they also discussed it beforehand. Oh, the igloo thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, they discussed it. I guess the, they discussed the, the yeah. At the place. The tundra. Yeah. Yeah. So um, they're hanging out at the top there, kind of drinking and talking, kind of like hanging off the roof because it's a rooftop. So they're like hanging off the roof and talking. Right. And he's like, do you believe in destiny? She's like, what do you mean? Like, if your life is predetermined, then you can't do something about it. That something about it. He's like, yeah, like you can't do something about it. Everyone has their own like set rules, but like you could change that if you do something like crazy and weird. And she's like, what do you mean? Like if I kissed you? Yeah. Honestly, that's where I thought I was going. Yeah. She's like, what do you mean? Like, give an example. And he's like, "Uh, see that crane over there? It's like this really far crane. It's like a construction crane. Right. Not a not a bird. No, not a bird. (laughs) (laughs) It's another bird person head. (laughs) Yeah. It's a crane head. Uh, And he's like, what if you do something wild? Like jump to that or something? You know, something that's just out like something that you would never do. You know, you break the cycle. She's like, I don't know about that. That's <laughs> that's crazy. And she's like, Oh, are you getting hungry? He's like, Yeah, I already ordered pizza. Uh oh. So he ordered pizza, and they get in the igloo, and he brings the pizza, and he's like, Oh, it's a Neapolitan pizza with uh, extra onions. That's what he gave her. And she's like, Oh. He's like, Yeah, I'm the delivery guy at the beginning. This is gonna freak her and out. And she's like, What the fuck is your game, dude? <laughs> I didn't know why she was mad, but I assumed it was something earlier. There you go. She literally says, What is your game? Screw a girl in an igloo. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, no. I found out where you worked because you were very nice to me and like were kind to me. And then I, you know, I took a job with your uncle to see you again. And she was like, you took a job with my uncle. He's sick. <laughs> he's a sick person. Yeah, he's about to die and, probably. And he's like, how could you do this to him? He's <laughs> like, I hope this isn't serious. And she slams the roof door on him. Damn. He's like, oh, shit. You really fucked that up. He did. Um, and then there's this, now we cut back to the hand. Mm-hmm. And the hand is is on the top of a roof. Similar to the roof he's on, but mm. it's you see the roof he's trying to jump to, and it's the roof that um, uh, Nafel is on. Right. 
and he's going to make the jump. But he so misses the jump. No, no, no. He gets a The umbrella. movie opens with him jumping out a window. Oh, interesting. The so hand, but he misses the jump. So the hand has an umbrella this time. Oh. And the hand pops the umbrella and then jumps. Also, there's an astronaut that he sees. And there he's you go. Thumbs because up. he wanted to be an astronaut. And he jumps, and he flies down, and he... He gets scared, the hand does, and doesn't quite jump, so it stops. And then what that does is the umbrella takes him down towards the traffic. Oh, no. And it's going to start to go through traffic. It's hit a couple of times, but then because the traffic's going so fast, it gets an up <laughs> And it brings him up, and he barely lands on the other side of the, the place and makes it there. Hooray. Now, we go back to Mafel, and he is at a party now, that party you mentioned earlier with Ralph. Mm-hmm. And Ralph's like, Ralph. hey, where's your girl? And he, she's just, he's like, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> so he's that fellow's pounding back drinks, gets up for a second, comes back, and sees someone sitting in his chair. And he's like, what the hell, man? That was my chair. He's like, won't you piss off and go to that chair? He's like, uh. He goes back. He's like, hey, that's my drink, man. Jesus. He's like, oh, this is your drink? Thanks for telling me. And he spits in the drink. So I fucking hate these so guys. So Nafel's like, I'm going to fucking punch you out. So he punches, starts punching him, beating oh, him up. Oh, no. And, he's uh, going to get fucking murdered. Yeah. And he basically, no, it doesn't. Because the other guy starts blacking out. Oh. And then he can't see anything. Holy so shit. Then, yeah, pretty much. Don't fuck with Nafel. I know. He's pissed. Uh, so we get a flashback on Nafel. He's looking at Bugs as a kid. It's like a fly. Yeah. That was him. a flashback to him and his parents. His he, dad taught him that if he wants to catch a fly, he has to aim before, where, like, where the fly isn't. Oh, okay. I assume that interesting will come into play. So, yeah. So we cut flashbacks of him looking at bugs. And now he's hungover, mm. and he's waking up the next day, and he goes to work, and he sees like a list of things, and one of them is funny. It's the um, what's that stuff you put in water? Alka Seltzer. He has like an Alka Seltzer there because it's like I know he's hungover. Yeah, of what he came back to, and so he takes all those drinks and he starts doing cutting, starts to cutting all that stuff and work doing his work. And uh, a fly keeps buzzing around him. And this starts to put the two and two together. You're like, hmm, he's working around a lot of heavy saws and heavy equipment. Oh. And, and he has to, like, hit the fly with his he hand. He has to flat his hand, and he's kind of hung over, like, a oh. lot. You see him starting to be kind of sloppy with where he's putting his hands as he's putting stuff in. He's cut his hand off. So uh, you see him at the bug, and he's aiming to get it. This makes a lot of sense about him. He's trying to hit where the fly is going to go. Not, yeah. So he gets the fly and grabs it. And this is just seems intense as hell. <laughs> I was like, speaking of anxiety. Yeah. And what happens? He catches it. And he's like, yes. But then his watch gets caught in the buzzsaw and it <gasps> grabs it. And it drags the rest of his hand then. And then his, it's cut. Damn. Yeah, you don't see what happens, but you can kind of assume. Oh, it's cut. The, the seed is cut. The, the seed, seed is cut. And so, I mean, his cut. hand's probably cut, too. Here's a funny thing, too. That watch is, I believe, his father's watch, and he's wearing it because his old boss said to start wearing a watch because he was constantly late to delivering pizzas. Okay. I think I know what this movie's about, then. <laughs> so then he, his hand finally finds him uh-huh. and gets there, and he see you see him there, and he's listening to tapes. Mm. Yeah, and tapes that he recorded as a child. he recorded as a child. Oh, God, does he have a recording of his parents dying? So then he ah! has... <laughs> no! So then, I thought he did! Oh, no! So the hand is there, and there's a scene, great scene of him just laying in bed, and he has kind of his arm up, and it's bandaged up. Right. And he has no hand. And the hand, like, gets in position to reattach. It gets closer and closer. But then, like, as it gets really close, as he's listening to his tapes, these tapes are of him as a kid just walking around, filming his, you know, or recording his parents, like, talking. playing cello, talking, mundane stuff. Yes, everyday things. And the hand starts It was to like s- a V-log. Yeah. And so the hand starts to slowly attach and try to. Mm. But then he hears, like, 
he hears the part where they're driving now mm-hmm. and he moves his hand away and the hand or moves his arm away and the hand is like what the hell <laughs> um and he starts he starts listening to these old tapes and it's him with him and his family just talking having a good time and he sticks his head out the window. His parents are like, don't stick your head out the window. Like, there's trees. And then they turn. And, of course, a deer's there. And they swerve. And they get killed. Hmm. And, and then was, his head gets hit. I know. I was thinking that. Falls like, off. Is his head going to get hit? Yeah. <laughs> like, what do we do? And they just drive home. Yeah. <laughs> go to bed like nothing happened. Yep, but then Nana go. comes in. It's like, whoa! <laughs> so, um, yeah. He's, then he rewinds it and starts listening to it from the beginning. Oh, fuck off. I know. Dude, don't do that to yourself. Um... So he's just sad. So the uncle comes in and tries to connect to him. He's like, hey, I got all the paperwork for the hospital. Like, you want to sign it? But he just doesn't say anything. I'm right-handed. <laughs> yeah, I can't much. sign it. So then um, so uh, Gabriel comes by, and he's already left. Oh. He's left the book. He's just gone. So she looks in the cupboard and finds an igloo made out of sugar cubes. Hmm. It's like, oh. Okay. What a weirdo. <laughs> yeah, I know. It is weird. So she goes to the roof where his igloo is and see if he's in there. He's not. But she finds the tape he was listening to. Like the the tape there by kind of the edge of the roof. And he starts, she starts listening to it. And she listens to the tape, the part with the cello and all that stuff and the kid running around. And she fast forwards to the part where they're in the car. Right. But then it changes. To a recording of him talking, right? It's a recording of him now. Right. What he's doing. He's not talking, though. All you hear is you hear the noises of what's happening, and then an animation, you see what's happening. Right. So he's at the edge of the roof, oh, shit. and he's grabbing a board, and he sees the crane, and he's looking at that crane, and he puts the board down, and he takes some steps back, and he just makes a... I mean, this crane is far, dude. <laughs> he makes a running leap at the crane. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck, dude, he's dead. <laughs> it's over. This is, it's just, he's going to listen to this guy kill himself. Yeah. But no, he makes it. He actually reaches the crane. Mm-hmm. And the hand is up here listening to it with her. Because mm-hmm. the hand has just been hanging out and being like, I don't know where my owner went. <laughs> has been listening to her about this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then when the hand hears this part, it just kind of starts backing away and like leaving. Oh, and then you see him there, and you see him laughing. She hears him laughing, and he's laying on the crane, exhausted. But then he finally starts smiling and laughing. Mm-hmm. And then the movie ends. Oh, that's the end of the movie. Love it. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> it was good. And I, I, my takeaway of what the movie's about, please, um, is I think, I think it's about accepting the present as it is now and mm-hmm. letting go of the past or what it used to be. Mm. Cause the whole movie is about this hand trying to get back to its owner and trying to get to the point of normalcy and all these memories that you used to have. Right. Um, and reconnect with the body. And reconnect with that because you think your destiny is going to be Easy one thing or, or, you know, you're going to be an astronaut. You're going to be a, a pianist. A pianist. Yeah. But now those are clearly taken away from you. <laughs> you don't have a hand anymore. Yeah. And, He's just in a funk about it, you know? He's just been depressed, and he started thinking about probably what his life was like when his parents were around and how he maybe not fully recovered from that, but he moved on from it. Mm. And he was also thinking about how he held back on that and thought about where he came from and his tough childhood and all that stuff. And he's just like, you know, it doesn't matter anymore. He just needs to take a radical leap, something that's scary. Yeah. 
and Something make new. a change to make him happy. Yeah, yeah, Make yeah. a change that will actually make an impact on his life that's not just a hand constantly following him trying to get home. It's I, like, stop trying to get home. Home doesn't exist anymore. You're, there's no way. When that hand was trying to reattach, you're like, there's no way it's going to reattach. <laughs> it's not going to do it. But it kept yeah. trying anyway. Right. And I think it's just a message about, like, when you move on, find something new. Sometimes it takes something drastic, but you got to find a way to keep going. I, I agree with that, but I do think that it's not a thing of, like, let go of the things that you wanted to do. Because there's that part where the blind guy is playing a piano. And I think there's that whole thing of, like, oh, this guy probably didn't think he could play a piano because he's blind. But he can play the piano. Well, you're blind? I feel like that's different, though. But well, what I'm saying is, is sometimes you think that a physical impairment can hold you back from something. Sometimes you think that you're stuck in a position, a position where you can't, uh, you can't reach something. Well, that's true. I yeah. think that's also kind of a, a, a side message. But that guy's never going to be a. Uh, I mean, I guess he could. He could be a one-handed pianist. You that could. Is, that is a thing you can do. Yeah. You a, could get a, a mecha hand. You get a mecha hand. Yeah. Or you can play with one hand. Or and here's the other thing: is he let go of his little baby wimp hand? And now he's sitting on the biggest hand of all, this fucking claw. This crane, yeah. Yeah, with a big-ass hand on it. That's true. That's a good point. So I think it's this idea of like, yeah, maybe things aren't going to turn out exactly how you thought they were going to, but it's not about how things turn out for you. It's, it's about how you deal with them. It's how you deal with them. Yeah. Because like, he probably, he could have probably lived as a shitty uh, uh, pizza delivery man in this awful uh, place for his whole life. But, but at he, least he was, yeah. he was. But just, he did something different. He's he like, no, you know what? I'm going to... I, I'm going to quit that job. And you know what? I'm going to become this uh, apprentice, even though I don't know anything about. Now, but he did that. But this is the thing is he did that for a girl. He right. didn't seem to do it for himself. But it improved himself. It did improve himself. Yeah. Um. But now he's able to finally be like, I'm just ditching everything. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing it for my own. It sounds like he's ditching those tapes. It. Yeah. He's ditching kind of his past life, just being like, you know what? I'm just going to follow my dreams. Who cares? Yeah. It yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was a really pretty way of doing it. I think all the animation was really well done. So well done. The... There was barely any dialogue. But the dialogue that was in it was so natural and, like, was really well done. Yeah. Like, the acting in the movie is really good. The two main characters. You didn't yes. like them? I No, I was just thinking about, like, can I really judge acting if they're in a different language as well? Because sometimes you can. but it's, I, I, feel like I don't I, know. It felt natural to me, at least. Like, it didn't feel, like, forced. It was at least written well. Yeah. Well, and it was performed well, too. Like, it felt normal. It felt like how a normal person talks. I guess that's true, yeah. Um, the other thing I like is that the hand didn't have, like, dialogue. Like, yeah. I can imagine this movie made in America. Oh, yeah. Oh, gee, I'm a hand! <laughs> oh, <laughs> boy! Voiced by Patton Oswalt or something. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> There's just one thing. I'm a hand. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, boy. Oh, Star Wars? <laughs> I don't know. I can imagine it. I can imagine it. I can imagine it, it happening, I'm glad too. it didn't happen. But it didn't happen. Yeah, that's the thing. This movie's very quiet. And but because it's it quiet, is... it's hard for people to probably catch on to watching it. Pa I mean, definitely. But that's the thing. Is you have to give it your full attention. Because you really like do. all good animation, most of the story is and like emotions are told visually. Yes. Like, Han didn't talk. You see some of his like past, and you learn things like that. But like a lot of it, like I think the entirety of his childhood was shown to us just visually, you know. Yeah, all in like a black and white setting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But did it did it didn't it say something about like the dad saying something about like you got to cut your hand? Or, yeah, but that's not directly telling you anything. No, but I mean it's still dialogue. No, it is dialogue. Okay, but I mean like it. there isn't a scene in the past where he's like, "Well, son, your parents are dead. <laughs> now you're gonna move in with this these people." None of that. Yeah. It was like him at the grave of his parents, 
him in the airport. Which... I trust the audience to put it together. And that's more it's pretty obvious. Than... Well, you'd think that, but then some fucking movies will be like, hey, I'm Dory. Yeah, These are my true. parents. I'm... There's nothing wrong with that either, if you can tell a meaningful story. But I think but I, I the do... strength about this movie, though, and I think the part many people do miss is the ending is a little ambiguous for your average american audience i would assume yeah so i did have to like search for that metaphor and uh, and some people don't like that some people just want to go on youtube and type explained ending movie yeah yeah there's only one reasonable ending to this yeah yeah which i think the ending is pretty clear to me especially (laughs) listening to i had a vague idea of it but then when you told me more about it i was like okay i think this is kind of what it is i like that idea um Especially because, like, the whole movie is from the hand's perspective. Like, yeah. even when we get flashbacks to his life, it's it's about how the hand was affected. But that's what I think is really beautiful about it is the fact that it's the hand as represents your past. Right. And, and you, like, you think, like, you, I w- if I lost my hand, that would be the worst tragedy yeah. to ever happen. I wouldn't keep going. Well, also that, and you contextualize everything as in the past. Right. right? Like, your current, you're like, oh, I can't do this because of something that happened in the past. Or I used, there's a lot of scenes of him enjoying the use of his right hand. <laughs> yeah. Like there's as a, a kid, scene. Oh, yeah, totally. there's another masturbation, and there's a scene. third masturbation scene. But he uses left hand to get freaky, but then he decided it wasn't good enough, no. so he uses right hand. Yeah, because right hand got jealous. Right hand got jealous. Right hand, you he just know you're right. The left hand, hand, the right hand was like like touching his leg, and he's like, "Okay, buddy, okay, come on over. I know what you want." No, but there is like him like getting up and like grabbing things and doing right. so with his right hand, and obviously playing piano and other exactly. things that are important. His hand is the way that he connects with his parents. Yeah, and that's all the stuff that he, he was holding the with. microphone he was holding the microphone yeah but he's just like you know what that's not who i am anymore yeah i'm not gonna be i don't ha- person. I, I can't connect this can't it's you gone. can't put it back it's gone there's no way you can put it back. back no you can't do any of that so you yeah. have to move on from that and i think that's a really beautiful message it is um told visually visually um yeah i, I really like this movie that was really Me good too. that was a really good. really sweet animated movie i agree guys check it out it's on netflix yeah it's easy to watch Honestly, to too, watch. it grabs your attention. Like, um, for me at least, the opening of the movie immediately yeah. got me. Like, there were like, definitely I'm in. there were definitely parts where I was like, "All right, let's go." <laughs> I like the part where the the hand is going across the uh, road was yeah. really long. Oh yeah, I thought it was like it was like seven minutes long. Oh. I was like, I, I don't know. That one didn't work for me as much as some of the other tense moments. Mm. Like it was intense, but it wasn't gripping. Uh, ah. <laughs> slap you for that there you go well guys if you want to see this movie check it out on netflix yeah. all the movies we watch this whole bunch it's very handy you can just watch it's it very handy it's right there it's at the it's at your fingertips yeah <laughs> but uh if um you want to listen to our previous netflix episodes you can find them all on any podcast you have you can find and while you're there, please leave a five-star rating to get a review with your head. Yeah. We will read it Palm on the show. that phone. No matter what, if that's it right, out. figure it out. Uh, and uh, if uh, you want to send us more movie recommendations, you can email us at email at theotherfpodcast.com or find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Yes. Yes. We accept movie recommendations for all of those places. Yes. As long as you type them out with your fingers. With your fingers. We don't accept voice chat. We don't, if you're, if you're <laughs> It'd doing be like, weird. Yeah, if you're doing like a tran, well, if you're doing like a translate thing or, or a voice dictation, that's what I'm there talking about. Go. That types it out. Yeah. yeah, we we can see that a mile away. And we are not in. We are not a fan. We're all about hand yeah, communication. We're, we're we're very ableist here. <laughs> you don't have hands. 
get out. Not talk to you us. know, we watched this movie about someone nope. learning to live with no hand. Not, not gonna. Nah, nope. didn't not, affect us didn't at all. Learn anything. We still have a policy in place. <laughs> we'll review the policy, maybe. Possibly. But so far, I, I don't, I don't think we could change it. This so. is just how we've done things. We're almost three hundred episodes deep. You think we're, we're just gonna change, change something? It? I don't think no, so. No, 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 no. This no, is no, how no. we've always done. We're gonna grip onto the past as hard as we can. And we're not gonna change it. We're never gonna let go. We're gonna dig our fingernails in. That's right. Exactly. Yeah, and we'll give you the finger if you think different. But not one of our fingers because then we would be, because then we, then would we would have trouble be typing to, and then we, and we, we don't want to be our, in that situation no because what really would hard. you do if you lost a figure or a hand i thought about that actually because like i watched this movie no well i did well while i was doing the you saw me earlier cooking uh shallots and i was yes. using the mandolin yes. and i was thinking about how i could cut my fingers off rude. Like, oh, yeah, it's almost like just, you're being warned by somebody. yeah being warned by someone um, <laughs> also that that helped too uh but i was thinking about that well, I got my fingers burned the other day with uh, <laughs> oil, hot oil, and I was like, "Wow, I can't use the top two of my index and middle fingers on my right hand, so I can't anything. even I can't click on anything oh, with yeah. a mouse." I'm just like, "Yeah, I mean, you probably could get away with it, mm. but like, it's so tough. You'd have to basically everything that you used to do, you have to relearn. It's so weird, which to think is about. such such a weird problem to have. And I was just thinking about that too. I, I hurt my back while working out a little bit and it was hard for me to walk or like, like do all the same things I would do, such as like take the trash out. And yeah. Stuff. And just, just that minor injury is just like, wow, really puts it in the perspective. Like people who live with disabilities really have to rearrange their life. Re like learn. think how to do things. Exactly. Like I think like you see people with like mecha hands and you really like, I didn't even, I, you don't think about how like they can't feel what they're touching. No. Like they're That's grabbing something and they can squeeze it to fucking smithereens. Yeah. Yeah. But they don't, they can't actually they can't touch what they're feeling. Yeah, and I'm sure I don't. I don't think they probably always use the mecha hand either because it probably runs out of batteries and stuff. That's a good point. Plug yeah. it in. I don't even know how that works. I don't know either. Something with the brains, your nerves. I don't, I don't know. know. Guys, oh. do you have mecha hands? You probably can't talk to us because we won't accept it <laughs> oh, if no. it doesn't come from. Maybe here. we should change our policy, Mike. I don't think so. Good night, oh. everybody. <laughs>